The following is a fourth hand production. 
and the kind of stuff like we were goofing about you know oh greg was caught smoking oh they're treating it so and ron was like guys like this was a big deal like the surgeon general had just found out how bad it was yeah, that was so, interesting i mean it, yeah it was that. a bit it, and the same thing on this episode now like this one had I, I i was able to look at it a different way because of ron and i know ron's never going to hear this so it's cool <laughs> Probably not. he doesn't hear me saying all this good stuff about him so that's fine um <laughs> keeps him humble <laughs> exactly yeah um but because of his input on the previous episodes, I was able to look at this like, wow, when this came out, this was kind of a big deal. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, this would... I didn't realize how bad it was for not that long ago. You know, like... <laughs> I mean, if for those who don't know what we're talking about, this is about women's lib and yeah. <clears throat> trying to get... Uh, fighting for equality between men and women, which is interesting. Yeah. And, like, like, it was... It was really bad. <laughs> like, it was like taboo like almost to even bring it up you know it's like like ooh, i don't know if i can talk about that or if i talk about that my dad will kill me you know it's like then there's yeah, a line right, yeah. said that later in the episode it's like what because you want well, what's women crazy and men about to be it equal what's crazy about it is we've often made fun of the show well we make fun of it all the time but uh one of the things we make fun of is the misogynistic aspect of the show yeah and there's this underlying misogyny that runs through the entire series. And this was the first time the show's ever kind of reversed it and taken a look at itself and be like, wow, this is kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you know, and then from one of their own characters, from Marsha's perspective, that's what made it so interesting. So this was an interesting episode. This I think. is the first episode, too, where I didn't like Mike. <laughs> Mike was kind yeah, of a I dick. Agree. Yeah, <laughs> He's kind of a dick I, in this I, episode. I didn't like, I disliked Greg more. Well, yeah, but you got to think too. He's so, like he's like fifteen or whatever. So Greg needed his ass kicked. He needed an ass whipping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this also got me thinking too. So there's not too many boys' clubs left anymore. I mean, um, no. Uh, we'll talk about the Boy Scouts later after you know we come back from break. But um, for instance, like I was in the Navy eight years. I was in submarines, and submarines back in my day was men only. There was no women in submarines. And hmm. um, now, <clears throat> I think recently they just had their first... Well, women have been allowed on submarines, I think, for like a year or two now. And some right. first just happened. I forget what it was. Maybe the first co-ed female. Subs? I'm sorry? You're talking about co-ed submarines? Yeah. Men and women, women are now Man, allowed I on submarines. I bet they're humping now. like jackrabbits. <laughs> I know. Why couldn't they have that when I was there? Damn it. Um, I saw nothing but... Dick, 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 dick for, for years. Monkey brains, right? And never worked with women the whole time I was in the Navy, ever. Right. Um, and uh, now I think they just had their first female CO, like captain of a submarine. I think that wow, just good. happened recently, which is a huge breakthrough, which is pretty cool. Um, so they don't do like fucked up stuff like have them run the kitchen. <laughs> They're not doing that, are they? No, okay. no, of course not, no. All right, all right. <laughs> You know, I belong to a few, like, submarine groups and, like, uh, Navy groups and stuff like that. Mostly Navy submarine groups on Facebook. And, and we've had conversations like that where somebody brought up, hey, women are not allowed in submarines. What do you guys think about that? And there's some old guys that are just like, fuck that. No. No, this is a men's thing. And it, <laughs> it's how, you know, there's... Because it's basically like a floating frat house out there, you know? So there's a lot right. of shit now they can't get away with because there's women out there now, you know? Right, right, right. And um, so I get that mentality of it. But I think the overall, the majority was, I think that's awesome and that's progressive and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't really care either hmm. way. I wish we had women out there. Might have gotten laid more when I was in the Navy. <laughs> oh, well. That's all right. <clears throat> I just thought I'd mention that. Right on. Interesting. I know mm-hmm. when my brother was in the, the military, they were just starting to have co-ed um, surface ships. But we were hmm. talking, we're talking like, you know, um, aircraft carriers ago. that... Oh. Yeah, carriers that had 1,500, 2,000 people on it, you know? Yeah. So if you had a small group of women working on the other side of the ship, you're not going to intermingle with guys. But he did tell me that they started having issues with girls. You know, they'd go out on nine-month cruises, and then five months out, they realize they're pregnant. Like, well, right. you didn't do that at home, so <laughs> it <don't laughs> happened here on the boat. Came back so. from sea. I'm five months pregnant. Bitch, you've been gone yeah. seven months. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they started having that kind of stuff happen. Yeah, and that was, like, one of the issues, you know, because submarines, like, you know, it has a, a mission that it has to do. Well, I mean, all ships do, but, and the biggest concern is, like, if they get pregnant, then that's now a crew member that can't go out to sea. Yeah. And, well, plus, um, I mean, it's easier for women to get pregnant on a sub because of all the semen. Sorry, I'm like crying, laughing. Oh, <laughs> I mean the joke is dumb and it's I would say predictable, but I didn't think of it. So, <laughs> oh my god, uh, we gotta so take stupid. a break. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, <laughs> let's take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to get into this. So All right, we'll be back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual, and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, 71.2, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swordlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. And we are back. Right. Okay. We have the Brady Bunch, season two, mm. episode nineteen, entitled "The Liberation of Marsha Brady." Mm. Facts about the episode: It first aired February twelfth, nineteen seventy-one. This is still before Tack and I were even born. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, the whole series was filmed before we were born. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Written by Charles Hoffman. Mm. This is when Charlie comes into the game. <laughs> Directed by Russ Mayberry. Mayberry. 
Some facts about the episode, according to IMDb, the -hmm. reporter interviewing Marsha and the other girls about women's lib was a news reporter in real life named Mm. Ken Jones. And I think he used that name in the episode, didn't he? Uh, I believe so. Ken Jones. Yeah, I have it right down in the notes. Yeah, Ken Jones. Who worked at the time for KTTV, Channel 11, now Fox 11, in Los Angeles. He was with the station for many years and appeared in several movies and TV shows, usually playing himself. (laughs) While the plot revolved around Marsha joining the Frontier Scouts, an obvious substitute for the Boy Scouts, it took until 2019 for girls to be allowed to join the real Boy Scouts of America program. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, a little fun fact about, um, I don't know if you know this, maybe you do. I just learned it probably a couple of years ago because I never really paid attention. But like, for instance, this TV station was KTTV, KT, KTTV. (laughs) And like also with like radio stations like WJRR or whatever, you know. Do you know what the K and the W mean? Um, kilohertz or something. I don't well, know. I don't really know what the letters mean, but okay. they stand for like depending on East Coast, West Coast. So all West Coast oh. TV and and radio are K something something, and then okay. the East Coast. I don't know where the line splits, but and everything on the East Coast is all W something, like WFL, WJRR, WKRP, which is in Ohio. Yeah, Cincinnati. And K Rock, okay. that's a big rock station out of Los Angeles. You know, K Rock. Right, right. Sorry, I'm like coughing now. <clears throat> yeah, take a drink. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So while Tax taking a drink, I'll start with scene one. All right. <laughs> we fade in. We open to see what looks like a school, judging by the bike racks and all the kids. We then see, we then cut to Ken Jones, a news reporter from WKS News, being filmed by a cameraman. He begins reporting about the women's liberation movement, and he's there to get opinions of some middle school girls. Just then, three girls walk up, one of them being Marsha. The news reporter talks to the first girl asking her name, Judy Winters, she says nervously. He then asks her what she thinks of women's lib, and it, I gotta be honest, it didn't hit me about women's lib until he said women's lib, uh, women's liberation movement. I, it, I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hearing women's liberation movement, I didn't occur to me. And then he said women's lib. I'm like, Oh, women's lib. Okay. <clears throat> it's funny. So you stopped real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. stopped. So her friend is Judy Winters. Right. Isn't that, what was that girl's name that had that party? Also oh, last mean, name the, Winters. The in the episode with um, Mar- or Jan, or no uh, with a real Jan Brady, please stand up. Remember, they went over to. It might have been Judy Winters. Might be the same character. It wasn't Judy. It must have been her older mm-hmm. sister because it was oh, Marsha or, or younger sister. Oh, that's right. Because it was Jan. Yeah, it was Jan, and her Lucy was her name. I scrolled yeah, down Lucy because Winters. I brought her up early later in the episode. Oh, wow. So Lucy okay. Winter. Wonder if it's Lucy's sister. That's true, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to connect the dots here. Sorry, continue. Okay. So the news reporter, Ken Jones, asks her, Judy Winters, what she thinks of the women's lib and if she thinks girls are equal to boys in every way. The girl responds, saying she hasn't really thought about it much. He then asks Marsha the same question. She responds, saying, well, if we're all supposed to be created equal, 
I guess that means girls as well as boys. Which I thought was, I mean, it's a good way of answering it. But yeah. um, what I found funny was while she's saying this, like this huge crowd of people suddenly gather around Marsha out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because they saw the news anchor or what, but it's just kind of funny because it's, I don't know, I don't know, it just struck me funny. <clears throat> the reporter seems puzzled by her response asking, then I take it you're for women's liberation? Yeah, I guess, she responds. He then begins asking her about her brothers and asks if she thinks she can do everything they can do. She responds honestly, saying she's not sure, but she thinks she should have a chance to try, which I thought was a great way to answer that as well. Mm. The news reporter, smelling a story, asks if they ever put her down simply because she's a girl. Marsha, getting upset, responds, yes, they do. As she starts to get irritated at the thought, um, and expresses how it's not fair. He finishes it by asking if girls should do something about it. Marsha now fired up says, I sure do, as the other girls cheer. Yay. As Marsha and Judy Winter walk away, Judy starts expressing how brave Marsha is by quote unquote talking like that <laughs> and says, yeah, and says if her own father or brother heard her talking like that, they would quote unquote clobber me. <laughs> Marsha, seemingly growing nervous, says, I'm not brave. I'm stupid. Yeah, her dad and I, brothers will clobber her for talking like that. Right? What the fuck? Yeah. And she never once said, and this is and if you listen to the way it's worded, and I and I put it in the notes that way on purpose, she never once says yes. She says she doesn't know, but she thinks that they should at least be able to try. She never yeah. once said she thinks they're equal. And so what's kind of fucked up about it is Greg and the boys later on, we find out what they kind of how they kind of tease her. And it's fucked up because she never once said that they are. She just said she wants to try. So <laughs> that kind of bothered me. Um, <clears throat> and while I was watching this, Caitlin came out to get something to drink. Right. Yeah. And she's standing there watching. And I was like, Caitlin, you got to You got to hear this real quick. So I play it for her and she looks, she goes, are they serious right now? Like, is this trying to is this is this supposed to be funny? I was like, no, this isn't a joke. This is how they thought back then. She was like, she thinks she's going to get in trouble for saying that women are equal. She just could not fathom going to school <laughs> and right. not being able to say, well, yeah, I think women. I mean, she couldn't even comprehend that train of thought. Like, she she didn't get it. <laughs> well, neither can you and I, and we're in our 40s, and we That's still true. can't yeah. comprehend that thought. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's one thing for people to be misogynistic and kind of, think or act like they think that women are that men are better than women but for it to be so prevalent that the women think that yeah like that's what's so fucked up about it's it weird, I, can't, yeah. I can't get over that that would break my heart as a father if my daughter felt that way scene two we open in the family room and as the camera pans out we see the ugliest bird clock ever created as we hear morse code coming from the tv which i thought that was where i was like what the hell is that noise where's it coming from yeah. We then see Marsha sitting in the chair as the person on TV says, now stay tuned for the early news. Just then all three boys come in and Marsha jumps up and blocks the TV asking what they want. They say they want to watch television because they want to get the, the ball scores. <laughs> Yay, sports. Marsha looking nervous says the TV set is broken. Bobby explains that it was fine this afternoon and Greg asks if he can look at it. As Greg tries to turn on the TV, Marcia steps on the wall plug and unplugs it with her foot. 
making Greg and the boys think the TV really is broken. But unfortunately, as Greg stands up, he sees the problem and explains, for crying out loud, the TV is unplugged, which he spotted that immediately because, well, he's a man, so... That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's that's man brain in action right there. <laughs> Marsha's like, it's close. Doesn't that count? <laughs> as soon as Greg turns the TV on, we hear the news reporters talking about the roaming reporter. As soon as Marsha hears this, she immediately turns the TV off as she walks by. <laughs> Peter, noticing Marsha acting strange, asks, what's the matter with you? Marcia trying to think of something. She says she thought she heard Alice calling them to dinner. Greg, who obviously inherited Mike's nose for smelling bullshit, simply says, I didn't hear anything, and turns the TV back on with authority, just in time to see Judy and Marcia on TV. Peter, being the keen-eyed detective he is, notices and says, Hey, that's Judy Winters. Marcia then reaches over and turns off the TV before they have a chance to notice her. Peter, growing frustrated, tells Marsha to stop fooling around as he gets up and turns the TV back on. Finally, the boys notice Marsha just as she's answering the question as to whether or not the girls are equal to boys. The boys, seeming genuinely excited for Marsha, run out to tell Mike and Carol about it. Mike, Carol, and Alice come in just as Marsha on TV is explaining how her brothers pick on her simply because she's a girl. Carol, Mike, and Alice obviously agree with it and are proud of Marcia, but the boys look more and more upset as they listen. As the report ends, Greg speaks up saying, first time my sister ends up on TV, she sounds like a kook. Marcia getting irritated asks, what do you mean a kook? Greg clears his throat and launches into an imitation of the news reporter interviewing Peter. Hey miss, can you do anything boys can do? Peter responds in a high voice, Yes, sir. He, he, anything. He then asks Bobby, who responds, Oh, yes, sir. Me, too. Mike and Carol stop the boys, with Carol finally saying, Greg, now that's enough. Marcia begins explaining, I just think that girls should have the same chances as boys. Greg, laughing, says, I'd like to see you prove girls can do anything boys can do. Marcia gets determined and says, okay, I'll prove it. Greg's laughing fades as he asks, oh really, how? Marcia says she'll think of something as the boys start laughing. Carol puts a stop to it, telling them it's time to wash up for dinner and starts getting up and moving. Jesus, I didn't know this was such a long one. <laughs> What's that? I didn't realize this is such a long one. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> Marcia lags behind with her parents. She finally approaches Carol and asks, Are you angry with me for what I said? Carol responds with, Of course not, dear. She then turns to Mike and asks him. Mike says, No, honey. I think you have the right... I think you have the right... <laughs> I thought this was so messed up. No, honey. Yeah. I think you have the right to your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> Marsha then states, good, because I meant everything I said. After Marsha leaves, Mike smiles, adjusts his pants, and says, kids, they get all riled up about the craziest things. Carol, looking concerned, says, well, I don't think women's lib is crazy. Mike states he didn't mean it was crazy, but, eh, you know, and then he does the 
crazy is that what he did the crazy motion yeah he's do, he does like a crazy motion with his hand he goes well um he goes I, I, he didn't um, um he didn't think it was crazy but eh, you know oh, he does like a like, like a, the sword like a so so motion he's like but, yeah, yeah. Mm, you know carol <laughs> getting mad says what uh mike feeling defensive says well some of the things they want are pretty far out then asked in a boyish way don't you think so Carol finalizes the conversation by saying, well, I've never gone out marching, but I do believe in some of their causes. Then marches out of the room after saying she doesn't march. <laughs> I thought that was pretty stupid. She was like, well, I've never gone out marching. And then she starts marching out as they play marching music. It's like, she just said <laughs> she did. All right, whatever. But a couple of things. TVs at, at this point, I would think are relatively new. Well, TVs aren't new, but, you know, being on TV is new. I've been on TV. You've been on TV. But being on TV was new in the 60s. Yeah. So I would have thought she would have been thrilled just being on the news. For sure. I mean, even back then, it was like, even when we were kids, you know, your pictures in the paper is like a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, look what everything Peter got when his, you know, was in the paper. Yeah. <clears throat> um, But also, like, she says that, like, the news reporter asks, do you have brothers? Do they tease you just because you're a girl? And she goes, they do. When? When have they ever to like you're a girl? Ha ha ha! I mean, when have they ever done that? Like, that doesn't <laughs> mean make sense. Because she's a girl, but teaser like, oh, like you couldn't go camping or fishing, you know, or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, but also, why is Greg getting so pissed off? Like she never <laughs> said that she was as good as boys or as good as him. She just said right. she thinks they should be able to. Try. Why is he taking it so personally? Like, did he really think wants. that Mike was going to like be like, you know what, Greg, you're doing such a good job being a young man. I'm going to step aside and let you act like the father. Like, what did he think was going to happen? Like, <laughs> well, some of the things that she wants is pretty far out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was Mike, I would have looked at Greg and been like, what the fuck are you so pissed about? Like, why are you so pissed? <laughs> like, why is this eating you up so bad? Like, Anyways. <laughs> I love how the footage from the news was just the footage they shot. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. It's the same exact one. It wasn't from the even camera like, at all. Even the cuts and everything, because they didn't have multiple cameras mm -hmm. at the school, but they sure acted like they did. Mm -hmm. They could have easily given the reporter a real camera. He was holding one. Well, I mean, plus the guy came from a news agency. He had access to cameras. This is funny. But yeah. Hmm. Scene three. Oh, and good job with that long scene. That was a marathon. <laughs> God, I didn't realize how long it was. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that was long. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Scene three. Carol enters the kitchen and immediately addresses Alice, asking her what she thinks about women's lib. Yeah. Alice hoes and hums with Mike staring at her uh, with, with a smirk, and she's not wanting to answer before finally being pressured by Carol again. She finally says, I don't think it's a bad idea. She like blurts it out. Mm -hmm. Mike begins saying Alice, uh, and then Alice immediately corrects herself saying, now I never said it was a good idea either, hmm. which I thought this whole thing was fucked up. But anyways, I massacred that whole way, but I hope that makes sense. Well, it, <laughs> I'll edit it to where it's perfect. So, okay. Alice then turns to get some rolls into the oven as Mike mentions getting dinner going because he doesn't want to be late for, for Greg's council meeting tonight. Carol reminds him that they never finished their conversation. 
Mike tries to brush off the conversation by saying, well, I don't want to be late for the Frontiers Council meeting tonight. After all, I'm council master this year. Hmm. Carol then calls Mike a chicken. He acknowledges it by walking off making clucking noises. <laughs> yeah. At least he so admits, you know, that shit. he's scared to talk to her about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, at least they have the relationship where he, she knows it and he knows it and he doesn't try to fight it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Scene four. We have now followed the girls into their room. Marsha plops down on her bed saying, Life is now going to be impossible around here until I can figure out a way to put those boys in their places. Because, like, the other two girls know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> They weren't in the room. They didn't. They had no no idea she was even on TV. Well, she's like searching for like what's wrong, Marsha. She's waiting on for. Yes. <laughs> Cindy asks how. Marsha simply says, "I wish I knew." Especially Greg. Jan suggests Marsha telling him what she thinks of him, even offering to go with her. But Marsha reminds them that he wasn't home and went to one of those dumb old meetings. When Cindy asks why the meetings are dumb, Marsha tells her because they're only for boys, no girls, and then gets the idea as she exclaims, hey, that's it. When the girls say they don't get it, Marsha gets an evil look as she says, oh, but they will. <laughs> they will. <laughs> <laughs> and then like an enlightening strikes. Yeah, that was weird. It was good timing. That was weird. Yeah. Scene five. We now see a group of boys all dressed up like Boy Scouts. Well, kind of generic Boy Scouts. We now see a group of boys all dressed up like Boy Scouts. We see Mike standing, and then we see the rest of the boys hanging out with Greg telling them a story. We then see the door open with Marsha's head popping out. Marsha looks nervous as she slowly enters the room. When Greg sees her, he sounds shocked asking, Marsha, what are you doing here? She simply responds with, you'll see. <laughs> she approaches Mike. He does a double take when he sees her. Greg now appro approaches as well. Mike puts his hand on her shoulder saying, hi, honey. Then goes into parent mode asking, is something wrong at the house? Marcia says, nothing, dad. But then realizes he hasn't introduced his daughter and then introduces her to the other adult standing there. Mike then addresses her asking if she needs to talk to him about something. She states, yes, I want to join the Frontier Scouts. Mm. Greg is, yeah, Greg is behind her making all these faces that looks like he just smelled fart before <laughs> finally asking loudly, you want to do what? What? The other adult there looks puzzled, simply saying, I don't understand. <clears throat> Mike, realizing what's going on, says, I think I do then takes Marcia to the side to talk to her. Mike, being the 100% caring and supportive parent he is, a parent that would do anything for his daughters, a parent that would support them in every way possible, states, Marcia, not that women's lib stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> Marcia holds her ground saying, Dad, unless there's a very good reason why I can't, I want to join the Frontier Scouts. Mm. Mm. Hell to the yeah. Hell yeah. This nice. this whole scene is very reminiscent of um, that movie with uh, the kid who played Spider-Man in it, uh, where they go into the TV. What's it called? Oh, uh, Pleasantville. Pleasantville, yeah. It's very reminiscent of like when he can't figure out dinner. <laughs> That's a great movie. I don't know. Movie. It reminded me of that for some reason. 
That's a really good movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. <clears throat> All right. Scene six. We now see Mike sitting at the table looking through a Frontier Scouts handbook. Greg finally asks, well, Mike responds with, well, I can't find a thing. The other adult confirms that there's nothing in there. The entire time, Marcia is standing there with a victorious grin on her face. The other adult finally speaks up, saying, Fellas, I'm afraid there's nothing in the regulations that says a Frontier Scout has to be a boy. We hear groans from the group of boys. All the boys look defeated. Mike finally says, Well, that being the case, Marcia, here's your handbook. Then tells her before she can join, she has to pass the field initiation test and tells her all the requirements can be found in the handbook. Marcia politely tells everyone that she'll see everyone at the next meeting and leaves. After she leaves, Greg finally speaks up saying, she's really flipped her lid. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Mike finally appearing to stand up for the daughter that he quote loves says, Marcia doesn't feel that way. Greg then says, I'll show her how dumb it really is. <laughs> See, if, I was, if I was Mike, I would have put a stop to that shit right away. Hey, we're supposed to do the evil laugh with me. Oh. <laughs> no, it's too late it. now. Forget it. Okay. What would you say? If I was Mike, I would have put a stop to that shit right then. I would have been like, whoa, whoa, time out. Like, you're not the council member. You're just a member of this. Cl- you're not going to show her anything. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, don't they have some kind of rules? Aren't Frontier? I mean, the fucking Sunflower Girls have rules they got to abide by. Yeah. Like, Frontier Boys are allowed to walk around being assholes? Like, that's not against the rules? Like, <laughs> They're like the Cobra Kai, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Scene seven. We are now in the boys' room. We see Bobby on the top bunk, who begins asking, why do girls do dumb things? And they don't, right? even, they don't even know it's dumb. Peter replies <laughs> saying, because they're dumb. Greg begins saying, there has to be some way to show Marcia how silly she looks trying to be a Frontier Scout. Peter asks, why, did she, why she had to start all this anyway? What's wrong with her own girl club? Greg, not seeming to grasp it, says, the Sunflower Girls are girls. She wants to be a boy. Inspiration then strikes Greg as he repeats, the Sunflower Girls. He then goes on to ask how she would like a taste of her own medicine. Mm. Greg then has the idea of joining the Sunflower Girls. Mm. Bobby asks if he can even get in. Greg states there's only one way to find out. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's not waste any time. Scene eight, we now see Greg walking back into the boys' room with the Sunflower Girls handbook. Oh, shit. That's almost like the handbook for the recently deseased. (laughs) Deceased. It's deceased, Jimmy. Oh, deceased. The boys sit down. Greg opens to one page, glances at it, and somehow now knows there's absolutely nothing in the handbook (laughs) that says a Sunflower Girl has to be a girl. Did you notice that like like Mike had to look through that shit for like 45 minutes or whatever it was and then Greg opens one page. Nope, nothing in here. Well, that's because Greg wants to see Sunflower Girls are for anybody, which is probably what it says. Um, But they wanted to find a loophole when they looked at the Frontier Scouts. They're like, let me just, there's got to be some, if I see the word he in here, that's it's it's probably the same (laughs) handbook. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably done by the same company. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you know, Frontiers for the girl, and it's probably the same exact infrastructure for the girls. Just copy and paste. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Greg glances again with disappointment as he realizes he's too old. Peter says, it was such a good idea, too, with a look of defeat on his face. Bobby pipes up and says, I'd do it, but I'm not 10 years old yet. Greg finally realizes who is as he slowly turns and stares at Peter with a smile. Peter, realizing the idea, says, Oh, no, not me. I'm not going to be any sunflower girl. Greg <laughs> stands, crosses to Peter and says, You've got to, Pete. Bobby argues, asking, Why is it okay if for Greg to do it, but not okay for you to do it? Greg mm-hmm. tells Peter that this is a chance to fight back for all men and for all mankind. Peter, realizing his fate, stares and simply says, Me? A sunflower girl? Greg hands him the manual and pats him on the shoulder. Damn, he's taking one for the team. Yeah. This is for all mankind. He's got a lot it of pressure on his mankind. shoulders. I mean, if it, I mean, think about it. If it wasn't for me and you, if it wasn't for Pete, me and you wouldn't be able to be sunflower girls. I know. Just saying. I'm like, I hear you. So this is where we take our next break. So Marsha thinks girls are equal to boys. And to show this, she's going to join the Frontier Scouts. And to prove her silly, Peter is joining the sunflower girls. Mm. We will be back. Mm. Trolls and aliens and unicorns? Oh my indeed. Although the movies of today are great, the gems of the silver screen lay in the past. Does a comedic review and first time viewing of movies of the past sound good to you? Then Yesteryear is right up your alley. Join me, James, and my co-host Beth as we journey through the movies that have paved the way through the years. With quick wit and hilarious banter, Yesteryear is sure to entertain. So grab your favorite movie time snack and head on over to yesteryear. And as they say, we'll see you at the movies. And we are back. We are back. We are back. So, Tack, yeah. have you ever, in this episode, they, they talk about the Frontier Scouts, or Frontier yeah. Boys, or whatever they call them. Um, and if, if anybody hasn't put two and two together, it's basically a generic Boy Scout. I even say it's generic Boy Their uniforms even look like Boy Scout uniforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, I know it's not the only boy club. You know, there's right. there's some that are Indian-based, there's or Native American-based, I should say. There's like probably 10 or 12 different, quote-unquote, boys clubs out there right now. The Boy okay. Scouts aren't the only ones. But with yeah. all that said, have you ever been a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout? I was in the Cub Scouts and then in the, what was a Weeblow? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. And then I joined the Navy and became a seaman. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, one thing I... <laughs> Not too many people can say this who were like in the Cub Scouts or Weeblows or anything. Is uh, when I was in the Weeblows, we uh, I actually went backpacking and camping in the mountains of Spain. <laughs> wow, Wait which is so it's not a normal so, uh, trip you would take being in that group, but 
I just happened to, my mom was military and I happened to live in Spain at the time. <laughs> so that's where we were and we're all military brats. So, Oh, oh. <clears throat> so when you were in, in the, the boy Scouts at that point, like it, you were in the boy Scouts as part of a military base. What now? Like, so your boy scout troop was on a military base. Like everybody was yeah, comprised yeah. of military kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm, I'm surprised American. the military yeah. didn't have their own boys club. Well, I mean, it was on the Air Force Base. That's where we went for huh. meetings and stuff. And My son uh, was in the Boy Scouts. <clears throat> um, he didn't care for it because a lot of the den meetings was really silly things like, you know, let's put salt in water and see what the difference is. You know, a bunch of stupid things like that. And mm-hmm. they had camping trips and stuff like that, but you had to pay money to go, which I didn't really see the point since we're paying every week to be in it. Um and then, like, they would have the den meeting or the, the scout meetings or troop meetings or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, everybody sitting around making paper airplanes and everybody running around. I, I don't know. I, he hated it. He he didn't like the, the <laughs> Boy Scouts at all. Um, but we were looking into other ones because there's other ones, like I said, there's Native American-based. There's ones that's survival-based. There's Nowadays, they have it for everything from, like, Ninja Warrior training to all kinds of stuff. So mm. um, I was never in the Boy Scouts. I always kind of wanted to be. My sister was a brownie. But... um. So yeah, yeah and then they told him he had a too. quota to sell calendars or something. Like, I was like, "What do you mean? Well, he's got to sell this many calendars, or what? You're gonna make us pay more? We're already paying a hundred something dollars to be in this in the first place, not counting the hundred dollar uniform he's got on, something like that. Yeah, and then not counting the hundred dollar uniform he had on. Now you're Jesus. telling me we got to supply more money? What the fuck? Like, and what do we? And all this for what? To put salt in water and see if they can tell the difference? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. And then we have to pay for the camping too. What the fuck are we paying for? The privilege yeah. of being in it—that's stupid, right? So, yeah, I wasn't—I wasn't very thrilled about it. <clears throat> it's crazy. Um, exactly. What was I going to say? Uh, something off what you said. Yeah, my my daughters—they were uh, brownies when they were young, really young. Um, another thing you were, we mentioned earlier in the show, the opening, where it talked about um, how just 2019 they're allowing girls in the Boy Scouts now. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So. They should change it, change the name to not just Boy Scouts. What it would just be Scouts of America, you know, kind of a thing. Or the Scouts of America. You're right. Well, because, I mean, in all fairness, there is the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts. And if I was them, I would change the narrative of each one, right? Because for Mm -hmm. one, like, you know, the, the, the Boy Scouts, for instance, the kind of skills that Jake learned was, you know, how to use a pocket knife correctly. You know, how to use basic hand tools correctly. How to go camping. Okay, none of that is exclusively boys. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I know girls that carry pocket knives. I know girls that go camping. And on the flip side, I don't know what happens in Girl Scouts, but why they can't it be cookies. more like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why can't it be more like, you know, survival based and home economic based? You know what I mean? So if girls want to be more tomboyish then okay then they're doing a survival based one but if boys wanted to let's say boys wanted to be a a chef when they grew up okay then you do mm. the home economic side yeah there's attaching boy and girl to it like yeah speaking of the difference between boys and girl scouts like i know some friends of mine that have kids in both and they get really frustrated because the girl scouts have their cookies every year and that's a big like this big yeah. income for girl scouts of america and boy scouts don't have anything like that 
Um, right. And there, it's really frustrating. You think all these years they would come up for something for the Boy Scouts to, to earn money too. And buddy, mine, mean, he was actually the the uh, den mother. What was he called? <laughs> Where he's like yeah, in charge yeah, of like his group or whatever. And he would get so frustrated because they did sell stuff, but it's all just garbage crap. You know, it wasn't cool like the Girl Scout cookies. You know, those are huge and those are awesome. You know, right. everybody loves Girl Scout cookies. You know, well, what's and, what sucks about it is. If you look at, I can't speak for the Girl Scouts, but the Boy Scouts, only a small percentage of your dues goes back to your troop. The rest of it goes just, like I said, for the privilege of being called a Boy Scout, which I I can't comprehend that. I mean, you have thousands and thousands of kids all paying like something like 80 something dollars going back to the Boy Scouts just for calling themselves up. Where the hell is all that going? Well, I mean, they get patches, (laughs) right? Yeah. No, like you earn this patch. Now you give me four dollars and you can have it. Somebody's rich. Somebody's getting rich beyond belief off of Boy Scouts. I would like to follow this. Damn sure ain't going back to the. Who's at the top of this? Who's at the top of this? I don't know. But this is such like a like a scheme. It's ridiculous. This deep dive. I I apologize. I I know we're going to get letters from people saying, "Oh, I'm an Eagle Scout." You know what? If you stuck with it and you're an Eagle Scout, hats off to you. That's awesome. Because the military, thank you for your service. You know, yeah. I mean, the the military (laughs) even recognizes being an Eagle Scout, so that's cool. But you have to admit, the Boy Scouts is a scheme. (laughs) Come on, maybe I don't know. I don't know much about it. To be honest with you, Um, I would like to like follow the money and see where it's going. (laughs) Right. Like even the 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 pack leader was telling me that you know a lot of the stuff they do has to come out of his pocket. Why? We all paid a hundred dollars to be in this. And there's like twelve kids in the pack. By running a troop, what are you gaining from it? I don't know. Like he's not getting paid, so if you have twelve kids that each paid like a hundred dollars to be in it, that's twelve hundred dollars, and they all paid for their own uniforms. What the hell? So what? Like ten dollars for each kid goes back to the debt? Like seriously? Really? It's one hundred twenty dollars for the whole year, and that money goes straight. To Boy Scouts of America, it doesn't go to the troop, yeah. or, or maybe it does. I don't know if no. They told me it didn't. Is it because I was inquiring about? Okay, why do we have to do all these fundraisers when I just paid all this money to be in it? Oh, because only mm-hmm. a small fraction goes back to the den. And you guys are okay with this? <laughs> this is all volunteer based. Why would you volunteer for right. something if it's a scheme? I wouldn't say it's a scheme, uh-uh. but it's like poorly funded. Like maybe that's what they do. Like, okay, you want to start a troop. Here's your, you know, started here. Here's your submission paperwork. Here's now your troop number. You're now officially a troop. Now it's your job to come up with your own income for your troop to do things. <laughs> That's such a scheme. Oh my God. It's such a you scheme. Know, it's like, and here, if you want to buy uniforms, here's the catalog, go online, buy uniforms, buy all that. And uh, I mean, that's right up there with me saying, pay me $10 and I'm going to send you my plan on how to get rich. And my plan is to tell people to tell you, to send you $10 and you'll tell them <laughs> how to get rich. That's what Boy Scouts are doing. It's Pyramid give me a hundred dollars. You can call yourself a Boy Scout. Okay. Now I'm Boy Scout. Now what? Well, raise your own money right. and try to figure out what to do. Well, let's okay. not bash on them too hard until we know more information. So if anybody out there knows what's going on, where's the money going? Follow the money. Let us know. I'm curious. Even yeah, girls, if I'm way off, it's the same corporation. So, if I'm way off, by all means, please correct me. No, you please, bring because up I have a, outstanding points that I've never thought of. Because <laughs> so. I have I have a four year old now that would probably like to be in Boy Scouts, and if I'm way off and you can change my mind, I'm a hundred percent okay with being proved wrong. 
I'm totally Ooh. okay with that. This is just what I ran into when my son was in Boy Scouts, and it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. Hmm. So, so if anybody Change can prove me wrong, mind. please, by all means. I don't mean this negatively. I just, this is my own experience. Maybe right. I was told wrong information. I don't know. <laughs> so let's get back into this. All right. When we left off, Marsha is joining the Frontier Scouts to prove that women's lib is necessary and that girls can do anything boys can do. Hmm. Meanwhile, Peter is joining the Sunvow girls because he's a little pansy. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> as revenge. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get back into this. Right. Scene nine. We are now in the man cave, a.k.a. Mike's office. <laughs> we see Peter standing behind Mike. Mike smile, laugh, and then say, Sunflower girl? We then pan out to see all three boys in Mike's den. Greg speaks up saying, it would really show Marsha how silly she looks trying to be in my club, which I thought was strange that it's his club. Yeah. Mike, he's sitting there next to the commissioner and it's his club. <laughs> Anyways, um, Mike admits it's a pretty wild idea and sensing it was Greg's idea, asks Peter how he feels about it. Peter admits that he'll feel sillier than Marsha will then asks Mike what he thinks. Mike, wanting to take a neutral approach, tells the boys that it's an affair that that it's their affair and to keep him out of it. Hmm. Which I think is a really chicken shit way of parenting, but whatever. <laughs> well, he already admitted he's chicken. So. Yeah. Peter finally reluctantly agrees. Mike sternly addresses the boys, telling them he doesn't want to see this get out of hand. Greg tells Mike that Peter will probably not even have to join. When they tell Marsha, she'll probably back out of the whole dumb idea. Mm. That's it, Mike. Encourage your boys to trick girls. And <laughs> That's what I mean. He's such a chicken shit. He should step in and be like, no, you're not joining. No, no, no. Like, why do you want to join? <laughs> you want well, to be a sunflower? Then he can easily say, well, Marsha can join Frontier Scouts, but I'm not allowed to join the Sunflower Girls. Well, yeah, and if if, if 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 Jay came to me and said, hey, I want to join Girl Scouts, why? Because Caitlin's in Boy Scouts? If he says, yeah, then no. That's that's the wrong answer, no. But if Jake says, well, I don't know. I mean, Caitlin seems to be having fun, and I, I don't know. Some of the stuff they do seems interesting. Okay, all right, sure, why not? Yeah. <clears throat> Scene teen. We're now in the backyard. We see Alice laying face down on the AstroTurf with Marsha on her back, attempting to do a version of CPR known as prone CPR, which I had That's never true. heard of this. I'm guessing you did your homework on this? I'm No, I'm CPR certified, so we had to learn about that. But yeah. <clears throat> I thought maybe that was some sort of 1970s CPR or something. No. You do it when people have uh, certain um, issues, like if they have certain abdominal problems or something like that. But certain I mean, medical I used conditions, to be you might have to do it like that. CPR certified years ago, but I don't ever remember learning that way. Like maybe if you have a situation where they have like, I don't know, maybe a pacemaker or a zipper mark or something like that, it might be a good idea to do it prone. Mm. But anyways. Alice, having trouble breathing, is trying to get out of it by saying she has to go and cook dinner. Marcia then says, we can practice the fireman's carry and the leg splint later. When Alice asks if she has to, Marcia tells her that she's not just doing this just for herself, but for all women. Then she asks Alice, don't you want to be liberated? Alice responds with, Liberated? Yes. Lacerated? No. But I'm... Which... She didn't say anything about cutting her. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Did you notice that 
Alice, like, when she was laying there, she, like, looks at the camera, she, like, winks and smiles, and was like, all right. <laughs> she's like, hell she's yeah, like, just keep this going. Marsha's, like, pushing down on her, and she's all like, uh. <laughs> she's like, I'm having, oh, I'm having trouble breathing. Oh. <laughs> I think it's probably in poor days since Marsha is a child, but. <laughs> right, right, right. Anyway, moving on. Just then, the boys walk into the yard, all with big, stupid grins on their faces. Greg smugly begins saying, Have I got newsflash for you? If you're going to join the Frontier Scouts, then Peter is going to join the Sunflower Girls. Marcia looks in shock, simply saying, What? Peter asks, What do you think of that? But it backfires when Marcia says, I think it's great. Marcia then begins explaining... Peter, you at least see my point. There isn't any reason why we can't all join whatever group we want to. Marcia then pulls Peter... What? <laughs> Sorry. Marcia then pulls Peter off to the side and in his horror explains to him that there's a meeting that night and that she will introduce him to all the girls. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, gee, that would suck to be a teenage guy. I know, like, especially Peter, because Peter's kind of girl crazy. You know, he'd be like... Right. Like that's what I thought was gonna and happen. I thought he was gonna be like, too? I thought he was gonna be like, like, yeah, I thought he was gonna be like to all the girls and then look at Greg and like smile. And Greg's like, like 12? What? He's like twelve years old and he's gonna be introduced to a bunch of fourteen year old like middle school chicks. Are you kidding? <laughs> right. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, what a bad idea. <laughs> and uh, that he's just in time for the big cookie sale. Then tells him she'll even lend him her uniform. Wow. <laughs> He's not going to get his own uniform? I'd be like, bitch, I better get my own uniform. I'm going to use yours. What's funny is that <laughs> at this point, Marsha knows it's a skirt. Right. She knows that he's going to, if he wear, if he wears her uniform, he's wearing a skirt. And what is she going to wear? Is she not going because she quit and went naked. to Frontier Scouts? She's going <laughs> naked. Naked. She's like, well, we go to the bathroom together. Why can't we go to the meetings? Naked. All right. <clears throat> Scene 11. We now see Carol walking into Mike's den. She sits down and talks to Mike, who seems to be working from his armchair, which kind of threw me a little bit. <laughs> she begins asking if Peter is really joining the Sunflower Girls. Mike says it seemed that way. Carol then states that it's ridiculous, but Mike counters by reminding her that it's no more crazy than Marsha joining the Frontier Scouts. Carol <laughs> reminds Mike that Marsha is really serious about the women's lib. Mike then brings up a good point himself, even if it is sarcastic. He asks, what about men's lib? Then asks Carol, <laughs> don't you think men should be able to, don't you think men should be free to do what men do best? Carol agrees and even goes on to say that there are things that women do best, but tells Mike that there are also things that women and men do equally. Mike agrees and says, especially one thing. Hmm. When Carol asks, what? Mike goes over to her chair, tells her to pucker up, and he'll show her. Then he starts undoing his pants. Oh, man. Oh, no, he doesn't do that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Scene 12. We are now back in the boys' room. We see Peter putting up some clothes in his dresser along with what looks like three boxes of something. Greg and Bobby come. That's it. They just shoot them <laughs> 
Greg and Bob. <clears throat> Greg and Bobby start to come inside. Not inside. That sounds weird. <clears throat> inside Marsha. <laughs> All right. Greg and Bobby come inside the room. What? <laughs> Greg and Bobby come into the room, sensing Peter is hiding something, and discovers sunflower cookies along with Marsha's uniform. Bobby asks Peter if he's going to wear it. Peter replies with, are you kidding? But Greg reminds Peter that it was their deal. Peter tells Greg that he's not going to wear any skirt, and he's not going to sell any cookies. Greg then tells Peter that the only reason Marcia is going along with this is because she thinks Peter is going to chicken out and that he needs to call her bluff. Greg then tells Peter he doesn't have to wear the skirt, just the other stuff, as they start helping him get ready. Hmm. So one thing I did kind of like about this part is like, is uh, he was saying, okay, you don't have to wear the skirt, but he was like, no, you're going to follow by the rules as you're supposed to do because that's what... You know, that's what we're going to expect from Marsha. So, therefore, you yeah. have to do yeah, the exact agree, same yeah. thing. Scene 13. Mm. <sighs> the boys are now outside of a house. Peter is dressed up in his sunflower uniform carrying cookies. Greg reminds Peter of what he has to say. Peter, not wanting any part of this, asks, Do I really have to say that? Greg reminds Peter that if Marsha f- finds out he didn't go strictly by the rules... They're sunk yeah. and that he is making Marsha go strictly by the rules. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Peter then reluctantly goes up to the door and knocks, then quickly tries to walk away, playing it off as if nobody's home. But to his horror, a large man answers the door. Peter begins saying his lines. What are they? I am, a little, I am a little sunflower, sunny, brave and true from <laughs> tiny bud to blossom. I do good deeds for you. (laughs) The man just stares at Peter and whispers, are you kidding me? Peter (laughs) replies, no, sir. Would you like to buy my cookies? The man in shock simply says, cookies? Peter replies, yes, sir. It's for the sunflower girls. They're a dollar a box. A dollar a box in the 60s? Or 70s, (laughs) rather? Damn. Is there only like three now, right? It's like four dollars, I think. Jeez. But the boxes are smaller. This is like a big box. This is like That's almost true, two yeah. of what, what Girl Scout cookies are now. The man still not getting what he's seeing asks, "You putting me on?" Then asks if they're one of those if they're on one of those hidden camera shows. Hmm. Peter then continues his line saying, "Whoever sells the most cookies wins the contest." When the man man asks what he wins, he tells him. They get to be the blossom of the month. Oh, the man starting to see it's not a joke confirms by saying, you really serious? Peter replies, yes, sir. Would you like to buy my cookies? The man agrees and buys the cookies. Peter seeming shocked asks, you will? The man tells Peter he didn't even like cookies, but he admires Peter's nerve. Then says blossom of the month and starts cracking up. (laughs) <laughs> Peter march- <laughs> Peter marches back up to Greg and Bobby after getting laughed at and says, that's it, I quit. He then, shout- uh, he- he then shouts, I don't care if Marsha gets to be president and storms off. Bobby looks at Greg asking, what do we do now? 
Greg tells Bobby he'll think of something, then begins thinking out loud, saying, Marcia is supposed to take her initiation test tomorrow on the campout. When Bobby asks if he's going to goof up her test, somehow, Greg reminds him that that wouldn't be fair. But Greg says he can make sure she abides by every rule, and that one mistake, and she's out. (laughs) <laughs> by the way that was lucy winter's house did you recognize how it do you know, how do you know that because it looked just like it <laughs> was it was it her dad that's i don't know that was my next uh, question uh, was like was that her dad so now we met lucy winters now apparently it's her there you go older sister which was what judy winters and maybe that was mr winters like the grumpy old fucking sex oh, is dead Oh, oh, damn, damn. All right. Scene 14. We now see a montage of a mountain and blue sky. It's the camp out. We finally see Mike along with the rest of the frontier scouts walking through the woods. They come up to a clearing. Mike announces for everyone to get unloaded. Marsha finally shows up last looking exhausted. When Marsha sits down, Greg gets down and asks her, uh, what the fuck you think you're doing? And Marsha asks if they don't get a chance to rest. Greg tells her, you rest once your tent's up. We now see Marsha struggling to get her tent up with the other boys watching and laughing. When Greg asks Mike how long he's going to give her to put it up, Mike simply tells him to take it easy, reminding him there's nothing in the rule book that puts a time limit on it. We now cut to Marsha's tent erected. <laughs> you put I'm sure Marsha's erected a few tents in her day, if you know what I'm saying. hi <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's more jokes in there, I know. <laughs> Man, it took me long to erect it. I was like, what are you talking about? She just erected like 14 tents in like less than 30 seconds. Sorry. <laughs> We now get to Marsha's tent, erected and done. She crawls out proudly, asking, How's that? Mike proudly admits that it's not that bad. Marsha then asks, What's my next test? Greg then smugly says, Not much, just a few simple things. Then whispers to Mike, She'll flunk for sure. Mike gives Greg a look as Marsha looks hurt and climbs back into her tent. We now see Marsha trying to light a campfire with some flint. Greg watches on with a big stupid grin on his face. The rest of the Frontier Scouts watch and start getting tired waiting on her to light this. Marsha then finally gives up in frustration asking, oh what's the use, as she throws the items into the pile of wood. As she goes to get up, it starts smoking. She then quickly takes her hat off and starts fanning the fire. Greg looks irritated as the rest of the boys look shocked. Mike looks proud as he nudges Greg, then points at Marsha as if to say, at a girl. Now, I didn't really like it in the beginning when Marsha was trying to put up her tent. All the boys were laughing, at it, including Mike. Mike was even kind of smiling like, huh. I think one of them was jerking off too. I'm pretty sure they was. What? <laughs> so I think one of them was jerking off too. I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> as he was watching. Marsha, like, erected 14 tens in less than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know where Mike's coming from with this. I don't understand why he didn't tell Greg, can you shut the fuck up? Like, really? 
Like you're not the boss. Like right. why are you even in this? Like you have nothing to do with this. You literally have nothing to do with this. Yep. I got oh, something to say about that later in another scene. <clears throat> scene 15. We now see Marsha applying first aid to Greg. See, I didn't realize this was Greg at first. So originally I wrote, we now see Marsha applying first aid to some lucky guy. And then he talks. I'm like, oh, we can't put that in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> we now see Marsha applying first aid to Greg. I'm sure this is something that they've done in their room. <laughs> <laughs> he has a sling, his leg splinted, and his head wrapped for a concussion. Greg looks like a mummy with his head wrapped up. He hmm. reminds Marsha that he's only supposed to pretend to have a concussion. He isn't supposed... How is he supposed to breathe? Marsha hmm. unsympathetically says, through your mouth, as she opens up a mouth hole and walks away. Mm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. We now see all the frontiers assembled. Frontiers assemble. <laughs> Marsha is seen digging a hole by herself. Mike gets well, just up. Think, the, the kid on the far right was the last frontier. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Sorry. gets up, leans down, and asks Marsha, Are you sure you don't want to breathe her? Marsha answers, No thanks, Dad. If boys can do it, so can I. Mike looks sympathetic as he nods and gets up to return to where he was. Marcia continues to dig. What the hell was this hole for? Was this like a latrine? Like, did she have to, I like, so. shit in it? And, like, all yeah, the boys at the watcher shit? I think it's the ticket mm-hmm. shit, yeah. We're like, yeah, but how do we know it even works? <laughs> like, well, Marcia, you got the, we all well, got to sure watch you have, take a shit. I'm sure in their, in their little book, they have regulations on how far into the ground it has to be. You know what yeah. I mean? So they probably has to be, you know, like two feet deeper. So they're making sure basically she knows how to dig a two feet, two foot deep hole. Right. I guess. Yeah. Scene 17. We now see another short montage along with Marsha out walking through the woods. See, at first I thought she was like foraging for food, but I thought that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Greg smugly and proudly announces, I'm sorry, Greg smugly and proudly announces She'll never make it back in time as he laughs. And he laughs like <laughs> maniacally too. Mike, smelling some bullshit, asks, you did blaze a proper trail for her to follow, right, Greg? Greg admits, yeah, but some of them, some of the marks I left might be kind of small as he lets out an evil laugh and literally <laughs> rolls on the Like he actually rolls on the ground laughing. Mike just stares, seemingly confused at what the fuck is wrong with his son. Mike hits Greg upside the head with his hat, telling him to, quote-unquote, come here. He then takes Greg off to the side and begins saying, Now you've been giving Marsha a hard time through this entire thing, and she's been a really good sport. Greg then explains that he just wanted to show Marsha that joining the Frontier Club is really a kooky idea. Mike then getting pissed at Greg says, Kooky or not, she has done a really good job right up until this last test. Greg then says something that will haunt him. <laughs> he says, but if she passes this, I will personally invite every girl I know to join. Just then, Mike spots something in the woods, looks at Greg and says, better start making out your invitations. Greg, disappointed, says, she made it in time? Greg tells him, with a minute to spare. All right, pause for a second. Yes. Um, this is what I was going to talk about here real quickly. 
Like, because he pulls Greg off to the side, right? And right. has this conversation with him. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? Right. That, I'm all for, you know, you should punish in private and praise in public. I'm all for right, that. Right, right, right. But I think that should have been said to everyone. That should be like, all right, look. Yeah. Everybody needs to understand this. Well, especially since he's like the commissioner. Yeah. Or whatever he like, called it, the frontier commissioner or whatever. The, yeah, because the, the other boys may not... Yeah, the boys may not have been saying the other stuff because right. they're only day players and they didn't get lines. But, <laughs> but you know, but uh, you know, they still have that attitude like, oh, let's wait for the girl. You know, I don't exactly, know, like, everybody, yeah. everybody, listen up and listen good. This is how it, you guys need to stop giving her shit. She's fucking kill, killing this test. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know who the hell you like. And Johnson, look at you, fucking last week you could barely even fucking dig that hole. So I don't know what the fuck you're laughing at. You know, it's right, like, right. you know, stuff like that. You know, it should be I was said hoping to that he would throw in something like that. I was hoping he would throw in a, why are you laughing? She did it faster than you did. And I was hoping <clears> he'd yeah. throw in something like that. But. Yeah. Anyway. I just, I, I, I like Mike's reaction, but it was, it was too little too late. That should have been his reaction from the get go. Right. Like, like why he, are you laughing at her wanting to do this? Right. Like he's now sticking up for her because now, oh shit, she actually can do this, you know, kind of. Yeah. A, yeah. Too little, too but late. I mean, like, right? I mean, I, I guess it wouldn't have been the same if he would have said, "Well, if you really want to learn how to camp and stuff, I can take you out and show you that if that's what you want to learn." Just why do you mm-hmm. need to join a boys' club? But yeah, that would have been a different episode. Anyways, yeah. <clears throat> Mike greets Marcia, saying, "Sweetheart, are you okay?" Marcia reminds him that you don't call a frontier scout sweetheart, but she's fine. Mm, thought that was a good one. Mm-hmm. When the other adult approaches, Mike asks how she did. He tells Mike she found every mark Greg left and admits that he even got lost himself. (laughs) Mike, looking as proud as a dad should, pokes Greg in the stomach and tells him he thinks he should be the one to tell her the good news. Greg looks disappointed as he walks away. Greg walks over to Marcia's tent and begins saying, Marcia, you made it. When she doesn't respond, he leans in to check on her, then states, well, how do you like that? Most guys would be jumping up and down, and my kooky sister goes to sleep. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> we are now back in the kitchen with Carol, Alice, and Cindy. Cindy is frustrated, saying she doesn't understand why they all couldn't go. Carol explains that the initiation ceremony is just for Frontier Scouts. Jim pipes up, saying, but this is a big victory for us girls. For now on, we'll be treated the same as boys. Carol leaves to go to the living room. <laughs> I think Carol should have been like, you silly little child, keep thinking that. <laughs> so what, they all couldn't go to the ceremony because it's only for boys? No, they're waiting on them to get back from the camping trip. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, the whole family can't go on the camping trip. That, that wouldn't no, be no, fair. I got you there. Okay. You'd have like you. 60 people standing around. Okay. So, scene 19. Carol enters the living room carrying Marsha's neckerchief. Greg and Mike are standing there in their frontier uniforms waiting on Marsha. When Mike asks if Marsha is down here, Carol reminds them it always takes the women longer to get ready. When Mike yells for Marsha, she finally starts coming down the stairs. But she's not in uniform tack. What? When Mike inquires, Marsha explains she called Mr. Jacobson to tell him that she's not going. Greg almost looks offended, exclaims, what? 
Carol, confused, says, But honey, the initiation ceremony's tonight. Marsha calmly explains, Not for me. Mm. She goes on to explain that hunting and tracking is good if you're a boy, but she just wanted to prove her, to herself that she could do it. Then turns to Carol asking if the new fashion magazine had come in yet. Carol says, It's up in her room and takes her upstairs. Mm. Mike and Greg stand at the bottom of the stairs as Mike says, Well, I guess the initiation is off. Greg finally says he doesn't understand women at all. Mike tells Greg that it's a women's prerogative to change her mind. When Greg asks who said that, Mike says he doesn't know, but it was probably a girl. Hmm. They both hmm. laugh and walk out. <laughs> okay, so Jesus fucking Christ, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> so she's finally... After all that, and it's time for the initial, the initiation ceremony of her becoming officially a Frontier Scout. Probably the first one in the whole nation, you know, mm-hmm. that she doesn't even want to do it because this she is says, newsworthy. Yeah, because it's said it's cool if you're a boy. What? I thought the whole point of this was to prove that a girl could do this. And yes, no, she did well, it. But, but then she's not, not going to follow through? It's not, though. If you go back to the initial scene, she said she doesn't know if boys and girls are equal, but she thinks they should have the opportunity to try. Those were Marsha's yeah. words. And she did, and she got in. And she proved that girls should be able to try. I guess, but it seems like I'd be like, no, this is the initiation. Like, yeah, you're right. This is newsworthy stuff here. And... <laughs> And in a good movement towards women's lib and the whole like initiative and all that. And yeah, she's like, nah, that's cool. Like I mean, yeah, that's, I for, was, that's for boys. If I was Carol and Mike, I would have said, just why don't you go accept it, accept the pin you get, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And then just tell them you don't want to do it. That way, at least you got in. Then you'd have this yeah. little keepsake of a pin that you deserved. That you'd have actually have a physical, exactly. tangible thing. You know, yeah, I get it. But she was Go never going ceremony. out to answer. She was never going out to answer the question as to whether boys are, and girls are equal. She was only fighting for the right to be able to try. Hmm. Which that she did. She she did try. Yeah, um, <sighs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> We are now back in the kitchen. Alice is washing lettuce as Peter is at the table eating cookies. Peter tells Alice they're the best she's ever made. Alice thanks him but tells him she didn't make them. Peter corrects himself saying, well, they're the best mom ever made. She corrects him again saying, mom didn't make them either. Peter then asks, where'd we get them? Alice says, we bought them from you. They're sunflower girl cookies. Peter has a disgusted look on his face and picks up the plate of cookies and says, on second thought, they're not that good, and stops eating them and carries the plate to the sink. Mm. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) That one, I'm going to be honest. I I felt I, I I had difficulties thinking of funny stuff. It, yeah. it bothered me. I, I couldn't help thinking of my daughter in this role. And if Jake would have done this to Caitlin, first of all, I'd be severely disappointed at my son for acting like this. Yeah. And two, I would be heartbroken that my daughter's going through it. So I, I had a hard time finding anything funny about this. Yeah. Not going to lie. 
Yeah, this one was a little kind of weird and difficult to watch. Yeah. I mean, we joke about <clears throat> sexism and stuff all the time, but this is like... Well, we don't joke about sexism. Crazy. We joke... We make fun of the show as to how sexist the show is. Like, Yeah. Without even trying, it's sexist. You're right. Like, I didn't realize it was this bad, though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like... It's crazy. Yeah. So, me and Tech are both you know, parents of daughters, and... Yeah, it kind of bothered us from a parenting perspective. So I had trouble thinking of anything funny. So if this wasn't as funny as other episodes, I do apologize. But <laughs> I had issues. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, not to worry, though, because on the next episode, Jimmy. Right. Season two, episode 20 is called Lights Out. And okay. I think we're going to have a palate cleanse again. So it's about Cindy is spooked after seeing a disappearing act at a magic show and refuses to sleep in the dark. So Peter puts together a magic act of his own with Cindy as his assistant to help her overcome her fears. Interesting. So this will be a little bit more of a palate cleanse, get us back to normal, get us back to laughing again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Forget about that old women's lib stuff. Don't even worry about it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All that women's lib garbage. Yeah. All that Some of the things silly they want. women stuff. Yeah, stupid woman. But, <laughs> you know, we had uh, fun here today. You know, don't be offended. We do love the show, and we're not racist, and we're definitely not sexist like No, you Mike can tell Brady we ain't sexist today. We couldn't even joke about it. <laughs> like, the only time I commented was to bitch about how much of a dick Greg was being. <laughs> But remember, 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 remember when I said how easy it was for women to get pregnant on submarines? Remember that? <laughs> that, was awesome. yeah. that, was a, that was a funny joke. I thought it was funny. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, and also, I got my, uh, I got the iPhone 12, and it's awesome. Just wanted to say yeah. that. So. Mm, do you do you, do you remember when when um, I pointed out that it was uh, probably the Winters' house, and that was probably their dad. Yeah, and you I was like, that? what? And you were like, yeah. That was awesome. You were like, yeah, mind equals blown. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, I do apologize um, for me and Tech not being um, as diligent about getting some of these episodes. And some of you guys have complained, and rightfully so. We're all one big happy yeah. family. We're all mm-hmm. one big bunch, if you will. Everybody calm and, down um, shut up. <laughs> and, and you guys have every right to, to keep us on our toes, and, and we do apologize. Um, mm-hmm. Our schedules are just strange right now because of COVID and because, you know, both of our schedules keep shifting. My schedule's going to shift again in a week. And so, um, but yeah. we haven't given up on you guys, and we haven't given up on the show, and we are going to keep going. Uh, so we do apologize. Um, and we'll try not to, we'll try to limit the amount of times that that happens. Exactly. Yes. Um, but we're almost done with the season, so once the end of the season hits, we will take a little bit of a break. I so, think last last time you took, I say you, because it was the end of season one. Yeah, I think uh, you took, took four um, weeks, I think, I think three weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Yeah, it was like about a month. Um, yeah. I try not to stay too far away because I don't want to lose what we have, you know? I don't exactly. want to lose Emmy like Kate, so. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she wrote us nasty message. She's like, "Listen, I will kick your asses if you don't get going on this podcast." <laughs> right. So that's that's uh, that's really why we came back. To be honest with you, and our- she said she hates the shout outs that we give her. 
She's yeah, she can't stand it. She's like, What are you trying to do? You're trying to ruin my life? I don't want to be attached to this shithole of a show. So Yeah. <laughs> She's fun. <laughs> All right. So anything else you want to plug before we get going? Uh nope. I'm good. Oh, okay. Um well you can find us on uh, Facebook, you can find us on do we have Instagram? Um yeah, we do, but we don't ever take pictures so okay well you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram you can find us on our website um you can find us in central florida if you're lucky uh yeah just go check out the website everybodypodcast.com there you go okay so i have been jimmy i have also been our tech that's me and this has been a very rarity podcast and we'll see you on another sunshine day there you go Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.